everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that. Okay. Here we are for their first class in Michael's Minions, A Course in Divine Guardianship. It, uh, I'm excited to be here and to be teaching this. It is something that um, has been a long time in coming that I have trained long and hard for. And when I say trained, it wasn't that I went and took classes somewhere else, even though some of the courses and things that I did take um, have helped me with this. I have been under Michael's tutelage for a number of years, um, and he has been working re- working me really hard. He hasn't been working hard. He's just had to be really patient because I'm a slow learner sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> but I have I have learned all of the things that I am going to teach in this course through my experience, and I won't teach you anything. Um, that I don't know from my experience to be valid. So that's where we are now, and we're getting ready to uh, start the course any moment now. First, I want to move into the Heartlight Temple so that we can be joined together and um, protected from any interference that might want to come our way. So let's take about three nice deep breaths in through the nose and blow out it all out through your mouth. Almighty and Most High, Father, Mother, God, Divine Source of all it is, Beloved Angels, Archangels, Ascended Masters, Beloved Jesus, Mother Mary, Holy Spirit, Higher Selves, Guardians, and Guides of all the students in this class and myself, Beloved, most loving, seraphim angels, I call upon your presence now and welcome you here in the heart-like temple, surrounding us, enfolding us with your love and your light, your wisdom and your guidance, your protection and your healing. Thank you. We ask for your input anywhere it is needed today to add to the proceedings and and to add to the knowledge base and understanding 
of, of the students who are here with me. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call upon you now to place your band of mercy angels around this space, around this temple, including the domains in which each of us reside and everything in them. Protect us, shield us, and defend us, Michael, from all that is not in service to our highest good, from all that is not of the light or in service to it, and from all that is not in support of the successful execution and completion of the proceedings here today. Thank you, Michael. And now I ask you to remove from within this circle of your light and protection all of these things. And from each of us, Please cut from us and cauterize, Michael, all courts of attachment. Cut from us also all past life and generational connections. And remove from us, Michael, anything else that is not aligned with the energies and the purpose of today's class. Beloved Raziel, please erase these things from our Akashic Records, please. Beloved Archangel Michael, I ask you to place individual shields around each student in this class and myself as an extra layer of protection from that which might interfere with us. And remove from us and from our individual biospheres all that is in resistance to your protection but still in our own. any programs, works, mechanisms, thought form energies, frequency generators. Anything that supports that which is not of the light. Remove these things from us in their entirety, Michael. Thank you. Beloved Michael, Heavenly Father, beloved angels and masters, God, ourselves, please maintain this sacred space 
throughout the duration of this class. And Michael, please maintain our individual protections throughout the remainder of this calendar day and beyond. So be it, beloved ones, I'm saying it. Thank you. Okay. Mm. Yeah, there was some stuff been bugging me too. Of course, you have to under you have to know that just in creating this course and putting it out there, that I'm coming up for a lot of interference. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I, mean, I, had, I had a pain right, like you know my pituitary gland, just the right of that had a pain, you know, when he started saying, you know, he started asking that all things like any um, frequency generators and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. got started getting a the pain then and I thought, oh, you know, obviously things reaching out from beyond um, via other sources of, you know, other avenues of getting through, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, we have to understand that all of these all of these forces have just as much intelligence working for them as we do. So, you know, we have to be um, working under that knowledge as we work. And so for every door that we close, they find another one to open. You know, so... Um, that's just just the way it is, and we have to be um, vigilant about trying to discover the doors that they're using. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll talk about that in, in uh, more actually next week, but we'll we'll talk about some of that today. Cool. Um, so, what first off, the role of the guardian. All right. So, you know, as I as I wrote here, and and I posted part of this on Facebook, is that. You know, we already know that everything out there is not in service to our highest good. Yeah. And, you know, that's the way it's meant to be. We have duality. And sometimes that duality expresses in things that just are not kind or in divine alignment or loving. And what I have to, and we'll get to this in a minute, but I'm going to allude to it now anyway, is that one of the things that I hear people telling me is that they, you know, that they don't believe in shielding because it attracts these things to them. And, you know, if if they feel that way, then my response to them is, okay, then take the locks off your doors and the screens off your windows because you're attracting burglars and flies. Exactly. You know, it's just, hello. You can't educate pork, Chris. The what? You can't educate pork. Yeah. <laughs> and so what you have to understand is that just as we do these things, to keep our own personal space free of all unwanted intrusions, we have to do the same 
for our spiritual and energetic space. Because those things are out there. Just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. When is the last time you ever saw the energy of love? Um, I've actually got an answer for that. Well, I know you do, but you see it in a different realm, okay? You don't see it with your with your yeah. regular yeah. eyesight. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, But, you know, most people don't see the energy of love. Yeah or any other of these emotional energies. So what makes them believe that just because they don't see something, it doesn't exist? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we have to we have to get to the point where we are regularly saying, look, you know, we're protecting our boundaries. We're saying, no, this is not allowed into my space. Yeah. Period. End of story. We're not tolerating this crap. So, you know, unless we do that actively, then we are vulnerable. And that's and it's just and you know, and what we have to understand is that your your normal everyday garden variety entity, you know, it's gonna be a pain, but sometimes literally. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they just, as long as we're getting rid of them, clearing them out, it's no big deal. It's when these things come to us, and by their very presence here, they invite their buddies. Yeah. You know, so, so instead of just one fly, we have a swarm. And once all that, kind of, that takes place, then it invites even bigger baddies who come in to take part in the, in, in the feast. And that's when we run into some real trouble because we get to that point and the more of these things that we have um, intruding upon our boundaries, the more difficult it is to get rid of them. So we need to, we need to have that kind of protection. And so what, you, what we are going to do in this course is to learn, you know, you're going to learn a number of these kinds of protections, but more important than that is how to apply these, you know, protective things and when. How to recognize when somebody is under attack or when you're under attack. Yeah, that's what I'm struggling to ascertain. Yeah, well, so to your chagrin, you are going to find out more more than you may have wanted to know. <laughs> because, you know, part of what happens in this course is that Michael and his angels are going to be working with you to help raise your sensitivity so that you will become more aware of what's out there. And that's going to be, God, I'm going to be like bloody... Walking bloody jellyfish, aren't I? I'll be like <laughs> completely bloody, um, completely bloody at the mercy of it. I'll be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, well, walking into work once that sensitivity raises isn't going to be as pleasant as it has before. Yeah. But you know that that basically is your is your alarm system. It, one, it tells you, yay, you're rising up in the light and the vibration. You're spiraling up. Because until your vibrations get to that point, 
um, you get to the point where you can handle that vibrational level, this can't happen. Which I think is another reason that um, not as many people as I had anticipated had signed up for this course. So what, what does that mean to you, that I'm ready to progress? Yeah. Do you know what, right, Chris? I thought there'd be a horde of us starting, and I was a little bit, I guess, a little bit intimidated because I thought, gosh, you're going to have some really skilled angel workers out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, darling, I'm rather skilled indeed. <laughs> um, more, more than you realize, really more than you realize. And, and Michael has brought you to me to kind of be under my wing. Um, feel that, yeah. So that so that I can share with you the benefit of of my experiences and help you work your way through. Uh, I tell you something now. When I had that issue with that lady with that reading, you were the first person that I knew I needed. Not my mum, mm-hmm. not my best mate, not Matt, but you. Because I thought if anyone's going to understand me and know what they're doing, I thought everybody needs a Chris in their corner. And, and I thought, thank God I've got you in my life because I was thinking about the situation yesterday, really, quite a lot actually, yesterday and today, and I'm thinking, fuck, if I hadn't have had you, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'd, I'd, been, I'd have been really stuck because you've just got that real let's just keep calm thing going on as well as the experience and everything, and I just think, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm oh, absolutely, absolutely. Really, because you need somebody who can sort of put that little bit of perspective in its place. Exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and you did. And I just thought, bloody hell, it weren't it weren't like it was two three months ago when I thought the world were coming apart. <laughs> yeah, and and so you know, luckily you had me. I didn't have a me. I know. <laughs> I had to slog through all this mud myself trying to figure it out. But I so respect that, Chris, because I um I've had a shit journey in my life as well, and no one's been there to pick me up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that my experiences match yours at all, because we've all got our own shit going on. But I completely echo that because when you're in it and you're doing it, no one else, no one does pull you up and say, "Come on, mate, I'll give you an hand." Yeah. No, no one does that, do they? Not very often. Not very often. So. All right, so basically, you know, we're going to teach you how to work with this, how to recognize when somebody's under attack so that you can, you know, you can do what you need to do or what you're being called to do in order to help them. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's going to be more to it than that. It isn't just about being under attack by, by negative forces. Um, and those neg- Well, it is, but the negative forces aren't always in the form of entities. Yeah. Those negative forces, um, you know, can come in the form of of our own wounds, of our egos workings, of things from past lives or ancestral trauma and junk um, that that can come in and can you know throw us for a loop when they when they activate in our lives. But what our role is, what every guardian angel's role is, is to keep us aligned with our soul mission. And we can't do that while we're buried in all of this ego crap and fear that gets in our way of connecting to our inner truth. 
And so what our job is as Earthbound Guardians, Michael's minion, <laughs> is to do the things that his, arc, that his guardian angels cannot do. Yes. Because they have to be asked. Yeah, there's limitations, isn't there? Because people aren't asking him. Do you know, I explained this very thing to my friend just before he left. I said, we have an epidemic in this world of every time we say a theory doesn't exist, one drops dead. I said, we've forgotten to, we've forgotten to believe theories exist just like the angels and they're giving. It's like they're giving up. It's like people aren't talking about him, therefore they're disappearing and they're just becoming a fairy tale. Do you know what no, I mean? They aren't disappearing. They're there. I know. There's billions of them there, but they're hanging around helpless. I know. And I said this to my friend Damien. I said that um, I said that people believe they're on their own, muddling, muddling through with their eyes closed, walking, wandering through their life, stumbling uh, through their life. And I said, and all they need to do is ask spirit, is ask the angels. I said, and people don't realise they have that that resource and that everything available to them. It's mm-hmm. like saying to somebody. There you are. Here's a degree in how to live your life, and they're not applying it. Mm-hmm. It just seems stupid to me. Yeah, and people because people are brought up not to believe in that kind of stuff. You know, and in our it's getting better. The you know the internet, the preponderance of spiritual um, spirituality that's out there. Um, even even on mainstream TV, more you know, like Doctor Oz has gotten more into the the energy healing and yep. things. Um, you know, and, and identifying that. And, of course, Oprah has always been into it um, and spreading the word with that. Uh, you know, so a lot of that, it's becoming a lot more prevalent that people still don't understand what angels are, what they do, and, and that they need to be asked to do it. You know, the spirit always needs to be asked in order to give help. Now, when it comes to ascended masters, that's a different story. When you call in an ascended master, you don't necessarily have to tell them what you want them to do. If they see there's something there that needs help and you've called them in, boom, they're going to take off and just do it. Because they're not, they're, they are not hindered by that same rule. They have the ability to work. You know, now they can't just go to people that need help and help them without their knowing it either. Yeah. You know, um, but angels, you have to be, I think you probably have found this, you have to be fairly specific and literal about what you want. Yeah. Um, and, and because if otherwise, you're only going to get half the job done. And, you know, even in times when I say, you know, okay, Michael, please do what needs to be done to get me clear. And, you know, his version of what needs to be done is a little different than mine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he just says, sod this and sweeps the decks, and you're like, shit, I wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> like, Why beat around the bush? Why? <laughs> With his sword. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, not only that, his version of doing it, you know, when I say do what needs to be done to get me clear, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily get all of the underlying stuff that is inactive at the moment. Exactly. You know, he's just like, okay, we'll clear your, you know, blah, blah, you know. But I digress. So we still have to ask. and But we, as Earthbound Guardians, 
can take it upon ourselves to intercede on others' behalf. Yes. When we see something is not right, we can call in the angels and say, hey, can you do something about this? Now, we always have to kind of preface that with if it serves the highest good, we would like, you know, for this help to be offered. And as part of your role as an earthbound guardian, you're going to find that Michael um, is probably going to be bringing you, just like he did me, connections to people who are in need of help. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily, these people are not necessarily going to know that you're giving them this help. It's a fabulous job, but it's a necessary job, isn't it? Right, right. You know, people people that you are connected to, maybe it's family members, maybe it's regular clients of yours, um, you know, maybe it's people that you're serving in, in your work that's, that you're connected to, that you're going to be called on to to give help and call in, not your help so much as the angelic help um, yeah. that's, that's needed for them. So this is this is a huge part of what we're doing here is helping to spread the angels' help and and opening us up to the light because the forces of negativity and density are so prevalent right now. I've been feeling it to be honest, Chris. I'm sorry to digress, but I've had a very very black period the last few the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm talking harmful thoughts against me, against other people. Mm. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm asking spirit, you know, I don't mean this, I don't mean that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about really dark shit, and I don't even know why I'm saying it because I never in my wildest dreams would have want any of it to come about. Mm-hmm. I'm shit, and all I keep thinking about, Michael's minions course, Michael's minions course, and I swear to God. I, I, today, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to make it, so I thought, shit, I've got so much going on, and I'm just hoping that it can throw some light onto why I feel over overthrown with all this negativity. Do you, you feel know? that way right now? Not as much while I'm with you right now, but I'm, I'm saying things in my head like, I don't love him, Matt, and I know I do love him, and I do love him. But yeah, there is, I mean, you've got, and I think, Michael says that we disconnected um, what was calling that into you. Yeah, yeah. So that shouldn't be an issue for you right now. And just just make sure that you're asking him to keep all of that stuff from you. Um, I, don't know why, I don't even know why. It's, I don't know why it's happening. I don't. Um, I know I'm not shielding and protecting as I should, and I'm terrible, and I've always been terrible at that. I'm trying. Well, you're gonna you're gonna try hard because you're gonna get to a place where you're gonna be forced to do it, or you're gonna be miserable. Yeah. So just that is your first lesson that Michael's brought to you is that here you had this stuff going on, and it never occurred to you to ask Michael to clear out whatever the shit it was. I did. I think I did once. I said, "Oh, for God's sake, Michael, stop making me say this shit. Why am I even saying it?" You know, yeah, just wasn't being direct enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, just you know, call it, call him in to to clear it out. You were getting, you were getting a lesson in one of the forms that this kind of attack can take. Great, and do you know what? Half of me knew that. Half of me knew it. Yeah, and maybe it's just bloody dumb ignorance. 
Oh, it's dumb ignorance. It's just because you, this is no different than anybody else that would be having thoughts about this. They'd be thinking, oh, my God, I'm crazy. They'd be heading off to a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist. Why am I having these dark thoughts? Pay a fortune, spend months, never get any better because they haven't even attempted or even thought about the fact that there could be an external source of this. Yeah. And this happens way more than you would think. And one of the things that this, you know, because of where you work, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Attached to all those four people. I know. It makes me sick. It makes me sick on their behalf. It makes me think, oh, God. You yeah. know. So, you know, if you were having maybe a bad day, where you started thinking, where, oh, I don't know if I can take this anymore, or, gee, I don't know about... And and just you had that kind of emotion that that's what might have attracted this to you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds horrendous, Chris, but I've been wishing people dead, and I don't do that. And I've been ashamed of my thoughts because I know how powerful they are. I don't want anyone to die. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's like tempting fate. I'm thinking, fucking hell. I'm thinking... Why do the angels want to work with me? I'm a nasty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking, fucking hell, how can I have anything that I hope to wish for when I'm thinking like that? Because I just don't know whether it's me or something else or whether I'm just a nasty bastard. No, it's always something else when you know that it, when it's like, where is this coming from? It was always something else. Now, whatever that something else was, was playing off of old wounds yeah. you know times when you were frustrated when you had things going on that you had no control of that you know you were angry with you're angry with the way other people treated you and all this other stuff you know that that comes into play and so they just take and put a, pot, a hot poker in that wound yeah. and they and they just kind of add to it so you know, don't berate yourself for this. This is part of your experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have no idea what Michael has planned as far as bringing you through this and helping you to understand some of these experiences. But just be aware that from this point forward, anytime something just doesn't seem kosher in your world, in your inner self, investigate it. Yeah, I might dig my Don't just accept it and say, oh, my God, why am I feeling this way? Say, uh-huh, uh, Michael, give me a hand here. Help me understand what's going on. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't assume that it's you and there's something wrong with you. Assume that it's not you. Yeah. You know, and find out where it's coming from. It could be, it could be a, an outright entity attack. It could be a court of attachment from someone else. That's that's you know sluicing this crap into you. Well, I've got I've had I've had somebody on my mind who was on my mind the last course we did together who's been in my thoughts and in my dreams a lot and um, I don't care to want to know her anymore. But it's Jude, and I'm thinking, is it her? I mean, I, you know, I'm not into pointing fingers, but she gave me a very very rough ride the last time we did a course together. And it it just so happens that I know people that know her, and she's going to she's coming to know what I'm doing through 
Facebook because I have friends that are still friends with her. Um, no, it has nothing to do with her. It has nothing oh. to do with her. Well, that's nothing. Cool. I'm yeah. glad that. Yeah. She, that, that ship sailed now, you know. I've got no animosity. Right. I just don't want to know anymore. Well, so anyway, to continue is that, when, you know, we need to, our job is to help other people and our own job ourselves, for our own self, is to, you know, come into alignment with the, you know, the awareness of, of light and love and truth that we really are. Yeah. You know, when we finally get to that place, we know that we're there because we become an observer of fear and not a participant in it. Yeah. We can see it, we can acknowledge it, but we don't get sucked down into it mm-hmm. anymore. We we become detached from it. You know, it's like, okay, we can get that original surge of fear and then say, whoa, what was that about? Um, and then step back and look at it and process it and do whatever needs to be done with it and, and, it's, and it's gone, it's done. Yeah. You know, that's when we know that we have gotten to that place, but we can't get there while we are still buried by all of this stuff um, that that is fostering these fears. So our job is to help release this stuff, help people release this stuff, to take it from them and also to help it help release it from them. Now, in your job, not only as a a, a reader, but in your healing work, you're going to see a lot of this come up. I don't know how much how much healing have you actually been able to do since you got certified. Not not a lot. I really wanted to get stuck in. I've probably done I've probably done two people. Mm-hmm. But you know, the last lady I, she um, did me a testimonial on the page. She felt it was incredible, and she said, "Oh my God, I've never ever experienced anything so amazing as that." Uh, her arm levitated off her lap mm, and, I, and I could feel oh I'm going knobby now talking about it <laughs> I could feel the energy around her being manipulated through my fingers and through my hands it was <clears throat> it was almost like there were tugging and pulling going on but there was so much heat there were light she could she could see things she could like I say her hand levitated off her lap mm-hmm. she, she was you know, she was um, lopsided, mm-hmm. and I identified an issue with her, with her left leg, and I said, this issue's going on with the right leg, because she's compensating, and she's like coming out with that, oh my God, how did, you, how did you know? And I said, I can see somebody over your left shoulder right now as I'm doing this, I was only talking to her before I did the healing. Mm-hmm. I said, I can see somebody over your left shoulder, she says, oh my God, I am actually cold on my left side. Mm-hmm. I said, you got somebody working on you. I said, actually, I think it was Michael that was on the left side because I got a streak of blue through this like white, milky white central core, mm-hmm. and like sparkly lights and stuff. And she told me that she's been seeing like, um, like just the white sparkly lights. And I've said to her, you know, you need to talk to spirit because she's actually, you know, she's like a child counsellor. Now, I, I, I suggested that was a path she might want to take in her reading that she had with me not long before she had the healing mm-hmm. and she said she, she cried she said I can't believe how bang on you are she said everything you've said you've, you've nailed it you know and I, I think with with my confidence coming through with my readings especially my face-to-face readings now mm-hmm. I feel as though 
all the elements are coming in. It's almost as though my mediumship is working in line with my angelic stuff mm-hmm. and all meeting in the center. Yeah, it, it will. You'll get to this place, and I'm kind of there now, is yeah. that, you know, people will come to me for a reading. It doesn't matter why they come to me, whether they're coming to me for a heart light healing or, you know, some other kind of therapy or they're coming for a reading. Um, everything else all comes into it. Yes, it's like a, an attack on the senses in the most loveliest way. Yeah, I, I wind up, you know, if I'm doing a reading for somebody, you know, there's there's usually something comes up there where we're, you know, a, there maybe there's an ancestral or a generational thing coming in that needs to be needs to be dealt with some other kind of area that you know the healing needs to be done. Or if I'm doing a healing, then you know there's other information that comes into that that gives them some insights into what's going on and why. Um, so it's always all always really just one thing. Um, it's just people are coming at it from different directions. At all, and you're going to find that it's just going to all it all just melds. It was amazing because I um, another lady was there doing a palmistry. She she gave me a little taster of a palm reading, and I did her a one card pull. I did the prayer. She had goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Then I told her I told her some things, and I said I said I can I said you're absolutely swathed in neon green. I said and it's all down your right shoulder and down your right arm and down your right hand. I said, because you're working with your hands. I mean, I knew at this time that she was a massage therapist, Reiki massage and crystal therapist, like crystal healer. Mm-hmm. But you're really going to start to incorporate the spiritual in the uh, more beauty-centered service that you're giving. I said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be double-barreled. And she agreed, no there. And then I took her hands and I brought Archangel Raphael in to sort of activate the healing in the spread. And she went, nobby again. She said, fuck me, that was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but she's absolutely lagged in this beautiful neon green. And every time I bring Raphael in, he's there. I can see him in my vision. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whether it's, whether it's with my eyes closed, with my physical eyes open, he's there like a, like a bolt out of the sky. It's incredible. And I just think, wow. And I'm so lucky because unless I can see it, I doubt. I doubt it, and it shouldn't be that way. I know it should be going on faith and all the rest of it, but I'm glad at the minute I still get the visual because I think half the thing is for, getting, for, for hoping to pull people into the belief that their angels can be worked with is when they see my face light up and I talk about what I can see in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's almost as though, oh, my God, I want some of that magic as well. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And because because they're there and I have to say an object around your shoulder and, oh, my God, your head is just covered in purple spots. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. I'm it, because I'm giving it over in such a visual, a visual context. Yeah, and when I work with people, because I don't have the visual thing, mine is all um, vibrational. Yeah. So and I can always feel what's going on. Can you feel that over there? Do you feel this over here? That's the angel doing yeah. this. That's the angel doing that. Yeah. So... You know, they're they're both impressed by the not you know one by the fact that I I know what's going on with them, <laughs> and and two you know that that the angels are working on them. So let's let's keep going here. All right. So one of the things to um, to remember and keep in your thoughts, because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to give you. Um, grief because of being on this path and choosing to work with Michael and choosing to acknowledge the presence of entities 
and the the quote unquote dark side. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that that uh, you know when people will come up and say oh, there are no such things, then one of the things to remind them of is basically to say, gee, if there aren't, then what is it that Michael does? You know, what is it that Michael does? What is, how does, why does, why do we need Michael to protect us? Exactly. You know, what is he, what is he really doing here? And then, you know, the other thing is to remember that Michael's sword, his sword of truth is, is, created of and consists of the pure light of divine love. That's what his sword is made of. And what Michael does is he restores love to the places where it is not. That's what we do. We bring love into the places where it isn't. And that's why it's such a lonely bitch of a path at times. Yeah, yeah, because people don't want to, you know, it's like, okay, whether it's entities or not entities, there are places in this person where there is a lot of darkness because there's no love present. Yeah, and it's like we're the first person to get into that room before it fills up with everyone else. It's like we're always the first to arrive. So, yeah, so our our job, yeah, we get called in to bring love where there isn't any. Yeah. You know? And so the words that we use are often about removing this and removing that and taking that away. But the way that that's accomplished is that love is inserted where these things were. Yeah. All right. So just keep that, keep that in your mind and and in your inner knowing as we go through this process of learning to do this and do the other one, and and know that that's what's really taking place. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have to have to keep that going. All right. So, do negative entities and all of their other brothers and sisters and relatives exist? Yeah, they do. Um, you and I both know that very, very well. Yeah. Now there are a lot of people, as we talked about, who disagree, who don't, who will tell us that we're nuts, that we're on the wrong path. They want to throw out words like. You're on the path of duality. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you know, it's like, excuse me, so are you. Are you a physical form? Yeah, you're in duality. Exactly. There are people that don't understand, or there's this school of thought um, that uh, these people only allow, you know, this school of thought allows only love and just, sets aside and dismisses anything that is not love. Now, that's a great thought, and it's a great philosophy, and it's a great way to be. And in its purest form, it's what we're all striving to be and to be able to do. That's where we want to get to. But very few have actually made it to that point and pretending, and basically that's what they're doing. They're pretending that everything is love and, and that they're allowing only love. But they have ego minds and they have wounds and they have fears that are working against them. Exactly. And their highest of intentions sometimes is just falling apart. Yeah, and, and well, see, the thing is that they are just not paying attention to this stuff. They're just saying, okay, this is not love, so I'm just going to set it aside. Well, 
there's going to come a point where this stuff is going to want to come up for attention. And Yeah, exactly. And it needs to, and you know, then they can apply love to it then, but they have to recognize it and, you know, and, and release it. But all of the time while it's still festering, that they're, they are resisting awareness of it, they become vulnerable. But, you know, they are not as in bad a shape as, as other people are simply because they are focused on love all the time, or at least they're attempting to be. Some of them get in very bad shape psychologically because they are, you know, ignoring the things that are coming up to be seen. In a, in a healthy state, when we have tears and wounds and things come up that cause us to have negative emotions, instead of stuffing them down and saying, no, I'm not going to pay any attention to that, that's not real, I don't, you know, I don't even want to deal with that, we have to get into the practice of opening ourselves up to what is this really telling us? Yeah. What is it that's coming up? You know? It's something I should have done to ascertain what's going on. Right. Right. What is this that's coming up into our, into our awareness that we need to look at and, and do something about and clear out so that we don't have to worry, deal with it again? Yeah. You know, so, the, you know, just... When we think about people who have managed to get into this place of everything is love, we're talking about, you know, Jesus and Buddha and the Ascended Masters. Yeah. You know, they have gotten in that place. Most everyday normal human beings that we're going to run into, including the ones on this path, haven't gotten there yet. Do you believe, Chris, that anyone down here can get to that place? Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. Is it easy? Heck no. Do you think you're going to get to that place? Because I think, I think you're a good one there. I mean, like you're normal, you're like me, you're a regular person, but at the same time, you, you know, you don't have any judgments. You know, you're quite, you're quite a level-headed person. But, you well, know, I, but I don't know that I would go as far as saying I have no judgment, but, you know, am I still, do I still get swallowed up in fears once in a while? Sure I do. Sure I do, but I'm I'm getting better. Yeah, I mean you were to, you were to more advanced level than the average Joe is what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well I I would hope so, but I wouldn't you know I wouldn't know, um, or I wouldn't. It's not something that I I focus on. You know I, I'm driven to keep going and moving ever higher because I do believe um, that this is my last incarnation in this domain where do you think you're going next i have no idea i'll find that out i'll find that out when i pass through the pearly gates this time you'll find out when you check out yeah yeah <laughs> you know i'll find out find out what i'm going to do next um because right now i'm working in the in the seventh ray of of manifestation and co-creation and all of that with saint germain and once you get into the seventh ray um, that's pretty much you do that when you're in the last. And if you look at my numerology chart, I am sevens all over the place. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ever sevens, sevens and nines everywhere you look. I've been seeing seven, seven, seven everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've got threes and nines in my chart. Yeah. But every time you turn around, it's sevens. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool. 
So, all right. So then the other the other school of thought is the ones that I, uh, I alluded to earlier about the ones that don't want to talk about entities, don't want to admit they exist because they believe that by doing so, it's going to bring them in. Yeah. You know, and that that is just, they're using the law of attraction to justify that belief. But what the problem with that is, is that the fear is already doing it. Yeah, the fear that the fear that they have about not, you know, about bringing these things in, even about about uh, the reason that they're not protecting themselves and not talking about it is the fear that's actually attracting these things to them in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I had an I had an empl- a, a friend actually. She was my Reiki master, um, who didn't even teach protection in her classes because she didn't believe in it. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she just didn't believe in, in in negative entities. Didn't believe protection was necessary. We are working in the light, so we don't need to be protected. But what is light? There's dark, surely. Yes, absolutely. But you know, oh dear me. So what happened? And she went on, and she was infested most of the time. She was she could be the nastiest. She could be nicest person in the world on one on one hand, and then five minutes later, she could be nasty as shit. Really? And, but it never, and she had some background um, in her childhood also that was very, very unpleasant, you know, sexual abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. And so she actually one day, you know, she had a friend of hers who also didn't believe, who had gone down to South America for, for a vacation, and come back, and this person reported to me that her girlfriend had actually brought back an entity with her from South America. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this was kind of an eye-opener for her that, well, I didn't believe that these things exist, but they do. Yeah. And one day she was in, she was just had a, she was feeling miserable, had a headache, had all this stuff going on. We were working together in her shop. And so I said, here, sit still. And I went with the heart light to identify what was going on. And I found a really, really big place, of a deep place of density on her and started running the heart light energies and some toning on it. Mm-hmm. And it went away. As soon as I got done doing what I was doing, she looked at me with her eyes bugging wide open and saying, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And she said she had been able, she was watching this, this like, figure in this dark hooded cloak standing there and dissolving. Oh, God. That's just sort of dissolving down in, in you know, kind of like dust. Just boom. <clears throat> and I yeah. said, yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of like, that's one of those negative entities you don't believe in and you don't shield against. <laughs> Fucking in your face. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> you know, I didn't really say that, but that was my first thought. But she must have felt like a twat because she must have thought, Jesus Christ, you know, if there's one thing that I, I can be stand corrected on, it's that. And I hope she did do an about turn quite rapidly. Well, I don't think she, she did. She just, I think, chalked it up to an aberration, a one-time only thing or something, or maybe thought that it was something that I brought into the place, you know. Then that ignorance. 
Some people are like that. My ex-husband thought that I was the cause of his demons. <laughs> Gosh. But yet at the same time, he, he admitted that the house was the only place that he felt, he felt safe, was inside the house. That's where you were doing all your angelic things from. Oh, I wasn't at that time. I wasn't doing angelic things, but I was certainly, you know, um, connecting with God in the mornings and, you know, and, and being in a place, re- doing all of the reading and research that I was doing, going through all the Claire Prophet stuff and, and a lot of other things. So making your vibration quite high then, probably intimidating. Well, in my well, my own my own, you know, I've always had a strong connection with God and spirit. Anyway, I've got eight guardian angels. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I have three of them that have been with me since birth. One of which is Amarushaya, who's the angel of blessing. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, no. You know, I've had all of that around me all the time. So, yeah, of course nothing was going to come in. I said to Michael, I was thinking about that the other day. I said, if just being who I am kept all of this crap at bay and everybody in the house safe, why am I getting hit with all of this shit here in my own house now with all of this protection and everything I'm doing? What is up here? Basically, it was like, well, yeah, it's training. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think so. Let's, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with training. Let's, let's finish this. Well, I say, Chris, it's a massive feather outside in the sky right now. Let me have a picture of it. Oh, I know you have good. You and the feathers in the sky lately. That is funny. Yeah, I know. I that for you. All right, so there is, um, then there is the last uh, bunch of people that do acknowledge the existence of the dark side and the McNasties. Now, and then of those, there are two groups. One is the group that is living in fear of them, being, being um, victimized by them all the time and living in abject fear of them. Yeah. And then there's the other group who acknowledges their existence and and does their due diligence in normal basic spiritual hygiene yes you know to to at least protect their space to the best of their ability now as we'll learn further further on in the course this is good but not necessarily enough because i'll have people say well i'm shielding every day maybe two three times a day and all this stuff is still coming to me what's going on well, what happens is law of attraction. Exactly. When you are vibrating with negative, dense energies, that's going to take down, it basically punches a hole in your shield and, and says, hey, hello, I'm here, come visit me. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, so, so, so that our shields are not inviolate. In the, in the same way, say, if we have some kind of uh, emotional upheaval, it blows our shields apart. Mm-hmm. And this is even if we're saying to Archangel Michael, please shield me, our entities are still connected to that, so we can still disrupt our, you know, Michael's shield around me. Yeah. It isn't like he's a separate entity. And this is something you're going to come into more and more awareness of as you work more with angels and, and move deeper into these partnerships is angels are not really separate from us. Mm. They are a part of us. We, we are a part of them. They're assigned to us and, you know, 
they they're helping mankind. They can't be they don't meant to be apart from us, are they? Really? Right. Well, it's not like they're separate entities that do things separately, and that's one of the reasons that we have to ask them to do things. They we they are part of us. We are connected to their energies. Just like we're connected to Reiki or healing energies, that's part of us. The angels are also, and all of their qualities are connected to us. Mm-hmm. And through our work with them, we are calling in those energies to be used. So our, you know, and even though, and and that's why people will say, well, Archangel Michael, it doesn't matter how many people call on it, he can do something for everybody. Well, that's because the Archangel Michael energy and connection is part of who we are. Yeah, omnipresent. Yeah. And there is a larger construct, quote unquote, Archangel Michael, that oversees, you know, things on a broader scale. Because he's a cosmic boss, isn't he, as well? So he has to have his finger in every pie. <clears throat> yeah. You have to be placing people where they're meant to be or getting them on the path, but factoring in their lessons as well. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there there is that. Okay, so the question there is, um, why do they exist? And you touched on it a little while, but well, one... We're in, we're in duality. We're in, you know, light. Where there's light, there's dark. Where, you know, sadness, grief, faith, good, bad, you know, the up, down, day, night, love, fear, all of that stuff. It's all part of the, the existence in the physical universe. You just It just has to exist um, because we can see that. We can see it sep- because it's in separation, Okay. Yes, separation. We're living in a state of separation. And this is another kind of pet peeve of mine, is there are people that will tell you that when we come into, um, you know, the fifth dimension and we become, um, we come out of a state of separation, that these things will no longer exist. Yeah, that the world will be a perfectly loving place. Everything will be provided for. Everybody will have all that they need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're coming. I don't know where they're getting this from. If your mental and emotional state is in, a, is in turmoil, you're happy, your inner happy self. Well, no, that's not even, we're going beyond that. You won't be in turmoil. See, that's what they're saying, that there will not be any. And there is to a degree, he's right. We come into that place we talked about before of being detached, of being the observer of it um, and choosing which emotions that that we decide to engage in and the one that we're going to engage in mostly is love. Yeah. Well, we are still going to be in a physical form. Mm Mm-hmm. And as long as we are in a physical form, we have physical needs. There is separation. Yeah, exactly. And there has to be, whether we are aware of ourselves as a part of a bigger whole or not. The only way we come out of separation is leaving the physical form. Mm. 
is it possible is it possible to become all all that you want to achieve if you have like if you astral travel because you kind of you're not in your physical body anymore but you do have a commitment to go back but can you achieve that complete peace and unity in astral travel um, I'm not getting a yes on that. I don't think so. Because you're still, even when you're in astral travel, you are still carrying your own qualities with you. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think it would be set apart. Yeah, no, that, that wouldn't be, that would, that would make for a very unhappy situation when you came back into your body, I would think. Yeah, there'd be more suicides, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to get back to that happy place, but then if you've been yourself off early, you've, you've, you potentially, you could have failed on your demand mission unless it was pre-written in yeah nothing's nothing by accident if you're picked off you know even that might not be an accident right so we come into this physical form to experience duality to experience separation and everything comes with it in our particular situation on this planet um things got skewed a little bit more to the physical and dense side of things and the mental side of things so we were not allowed to exist in our balanced form. Yes, we have to take the balance for ourselves. So, you know, so that so that all of our vibrations, everything that we were working on, we were all focused below the heart. Yes. And now what we've been working on, you know, for this last probably 20 years or so is is moving up well more than that, just say 50 years uh is moving up into the higher chakra vibrations and awarenesses and connections so that we have that spiritual connection and and what we are meant to do is to receive our guidance and connection uh and and inspiration and all through spirit and then transmit that to wherever it needs to go in order to manifest the things that we're looking for, you know, to do the things that we want to do, to create the things that we want to create, to use our minds in a way that that helps us create the things that are coming to us through spirit. So in my in my mind, in my knowing I could be wrong. And and that's another thing. You know what? When I die and go to heaven or pass on, I am perfectly prepared for everything I believe about heaven to be wrong. I'm just I'm not so attached to my beliefs that I'm going to get to heaven and go into shock and say, "Wait a minute. I got to be in the wrong place. This is not what I, you know, I signed up for." I'm not, this is going to be kind of like Oh, so that's the way it is. You know, I'm I'm really prepared to do that. I am not so attached to my beliefs. All I can do is is share what is in my knowing. Yeah. To say it's the absolute truth? No, everybody has to decide that for themselves. It might be the absolute truth today. But things evolve. Nothing's written in stone, like you say. It might not be the absolute truth tomorrow because spirit might have evolved to, uh, to I don't know, accept and roll with different things that are happening, you know, because I believe that as things progress, the plan changes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the kind of plans change. But you know, in in my way of thinking about things and, and my observant and experience is that when we do rise into our fifth dimensional way of living, because and actually there's only one other vibrational level in which we can maintain a physical form and that's sixth dimensional. Um and when like Jesus and Saint Germain and El Moria would um appear you know, transmute from one place to another or, uh, you know, whatever you call it, Um, that, you know, they would be doing that through a six-dimensional state of being. Would that be like remote viewing? No, this is, it's kind of like St. Germain and El Moria were known for being able to um, teleport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, you have to do that from a six-dimensional state of being. Do you believe you've ever done that? No, I never have. Do you think you could? Do you think you will? You know what? I would love to. <laughs> um, but right now I'm kind of working on, on you know, what I would, I really want to get my manifesting, um, my alchemy. Yeah. You know, going. It's not just manifesting, you know, money coming in or whatever. Um, yeah. Working with Saint Germain, I was actually shown this. Um, we have a little time to talk. Let's first get through this this part, and then I'll share this story. Okay. Um, so anyway, when we talk about why all of these things exist, because we are in duality, we are in separation, and there is a light and a dark, et cetera, et cetera. And it's part of what I think of as a spiritual ecosystem. You know, when we have we have the you know the cycles of things. We have you know the rain comes down and then gets everything. The water gets used and everything evaporates, goes back into the sky. We have rain comes down again. So it's either here for use or it's invisible up where we can't see it being used. We have things that decompose, dead bodies returning them to another source. So kind of in the same way, you know, we have, um, or even look at trees. Okay, that's a really good example. We have plants and trees who feed on carbon dioxide and produce oxygen. We, on the other hand, breathe in oxygen and produce carbon dioxide. So, So it creates that balance. Now, if we were in a place, and and you have to understand and know that every time we think a thought, the energy of that thought is transmitted into this matrix that we're in and remains there. So it's kind of like, you know, when you walk into a room where something bad has happened or somebody is angry, and you can immediately or spouting out angry things, even though you don't hear the words that they may have said 10 minutes before, you can feel the energy in the room. It lingers, doesn't it? Yeah, you can actually, and it, and it, and it, it lingers as even a thought form, mm. you know, for, for a while. And you can actually find yourself walking through that thought form. Yeah. yeah. So everything, you know, has its own energy. So when we are in fear or anger, or hurt, or pain, we're putting off all of this nasty energy. Now, 
what do you think this world would be like if all of this nasty energy hung around all the time? If no one left, we'd be killing each other. Well, yeah, and that, you know, how oppressive would that be? Yeah, it'd be awful. Nothing but nasty, dense energy all the time. So in a way, we have these negative energies, entities, and they actually feed on this energy. Just as the light and love um, restores us, it sustains us, you know, and, and just and, and fills us, that's what we operate on. Um, in the same way, these negative emotions, these denser emotions, are what these other entities, the entities on the dark side of the force, are feeding on. It's what sustains them. Yeah. You know, this density, and they're in this place of density. And this is what sustains them and keeps them going. They are part of God's creation just like we are. And, you know, we don't want to admit that. We don't want to think of that, but they are. It, it's all part of it's all part of the same whole. It's up to the energy has to be born somehow, somewhere. Yeah, you know, so so they are doing us the favor of taking this nasty energy from us. Now, the fact that once they find a you know a host that's producing a lot of this energy, that they take and do what they can to produce more of it to feed on. Um, no, we don't we don't need that. <laughs> You know, so that's when we have to be vigilant and diligent um, so that we can be aware of when this is happening to us and to and to remove it because that's when it becomes harmful to us. Yeah. And that's what we want to keep away. Um, so this is basically, you know, the, the kind of stuff that you're going to learn in the, in the next five weeks. And so we are our our goal is to help people clear the crap away and help them get to the place where they can they can be move into awareness of their own inner light and truth. And once you move into that place, you really become less vulnerable yeah. to to external attacks. Because the things that come up, even if those fears still exist or those wounds still exist, you can look at them and you can say, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, you put the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. Just going to say that, yeah. Uh, so that, that's kind of where you, you're going to get to that that place. Um, yeah. So um, that's one of the reasons that, that Michael sponsored the course. I'll tell you something, right? I've been going through some issues with a couple of friends who are mediums um, or claim to be mediums. And one of them is going to be published at the beginning of July in the same magazine that I was in. <clears throat> now, this chap, he fancies himself quite a bit. He's a bit of a guru. He, he's associated to shaman, right? You know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think that me detaching from him and her it's happened a lot quicker the process has happened a lot quicker this time and i've listened to my butt a lot more um 
because I've been shit on, I've been, you know, they've taken off me, they've expected off me, do you know what I mean? They've tried to influence me. And to a certain degree, I've been sucked in because I thought they were my friends. But the process of me becoming aware of that behaviour around me has been a lot swifter than it would have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had that to contend with. And um, I just think that amid everything else going on with work issues, work work's actually all right you know i can't believe the relationships in the workplace have turned around you still get the odd ignorant person but the one person i had the really biggest problem with we get on really well now and i I can only think that's down to the angels and i think that's i think because i asked my angels to speak to her angels to help them understand to help her understand that i wasn't this person i was being put about to be by others Mm -hmm. i i asked them to help her take the rose tinteds off with her friends and look at me for herself. And I think she really has, you know. So okay. not, there's been a few situations where I've tackled it. Maybe I could have been quicker, but sometimes it's not about how quick you finish the race, is it? Uh-uh. You know, so I think in, in certain in some certain aspects this year alone, I think I've, I've quite a lot to contend with that I've kind of nailed quite quickly that I wouldn't have done prior to working with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just think, all right, what's this trying to show me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's the, that is probably the key. When you get to the place where you finally remember to start asking those questions. And that's all it is. I'm forgetting I've got the resources available to me. Yeah. Once you get to the place where you start remembering to ask that question, you will find that your spiritual growth will accelerate exponentially. Yeah. Because you're not mired in the muck anymore. Yeah. It's like, right, what what nook can I crack today? Whose heads do I need to bang together today? It's almost as though I'm going around swashbuckling my way through my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, okay, who's next, bastards? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that's just that's the that's the crux of this whole thing. And that's what especially going through this course is gonna be the most important thing for you to start remembering. To ask. So what is you know, when you start feeling off, when crap is coming to you, when you start getting some of these symptoms, you know, when you have a pain come up or you maybe feel nauseous or you're, you know, or you're getting thoughts like you had before or all of a sudden you start getting really nasty emotions that you're not used to and you're like, where is this? You know, it's like, okay, so instead of thinking that you're nuts or going with them or saying, oh, I'm not going to do this or what's happening, you know, is in, or writing it out, you know, taking a couple of aspirin to try and get rid of whatever is going on. Instead of that, your first response needs to start being, okay, what's going on? I mean, last, last week, in, in the hangover from last week, this weekend, I've just been, I've been awful with Matt. It's like I've gone from trusting him completely to look at him, looking at him, looking at all these women. And I'm, I'm, I know it's in my head. I know it's in my head. But I, I've said to him out loud, it's, it's not you, it's my insecurities. It's because I don't feel enough. It's because I feel this and I feel that. I'm thinking, and I'm, I have literally the last two days been asking myself, where the fuck is this coming from? Why do I, why am I attacking him by saying, I saw you look, I saw you look? Because in the two years almost that we've been together, I've never been that way with him. Mm-hmm. 
and I've pushed people away with that behaviour. And, yeah. I don't, and I don't want to push Matt away. I love him. I want to be with him for, for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. it's not just my, it's not just my lover, fiance, husband to be. It's my, I believe it's my soulmate. He's one of my best friends and he's my partner. It's, mm-hmm. it's in this together. I don't see him as a as a commodity in which I can have a comfortable life. I see him as as a teammate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're in it together. And I just can't understand why all this is. Well, I kind of do understand. I know. I know. I'm being shown something. I don't know whether it's to do with my self worth or the fact that you know I'm getting a lot of people coming up to me with this sort of thing going on, um, or that they've expressed this sort of thing with me. Um, I think you just—it's just part of. It was just part of an opportunity the angels took to give you an idea of the kind of things that entities are using, that they're doing, that they create in us. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, stop beating yourself up about it. You know, just when that comes home, you just say, um, hey, I'm sorry, it wasn't me, and explain to them that, it, that there was something else going on. Um, and so, you know, I know that he'll be cool with that. He will, he will, because he's so on this wavelength with us. Yeah. So the story I want to tell you is, I don't think I've told you this yet, um, is back, wow, um, must have been 2008, 2008, early 2009. I had, um, and that was back before that my psychic abilities got all messed up with all of the shit that I've been going through with Michael, and I would really like to have them back, Michael. <laughs> um I had a dream in which I was shown something, and and this was St. Germain working with me. And in this dream, there was like this panel sitting up on a stage, a dais of ascended masters and angels sitting there. And there was like a, a walkway, you know, like when they have fashion shows, a runway coming out from this, this stage. Yeah. And, you know, auditorium filled with, I didn't pay much attention to who was sitting in the seats of the auditorium. But on this, on this runway, there were three great big chalkboards. And on the first chalkboard, there was this kind of amorphous white cloud with this semi-visible shape um, in there that looked kind of like, I don't know, if you think of maybe a long crystal. Yeah. Not like a, not big, but, you know, maybe like a a tourmaline, black tourmaline crystal, you know, like a little log uh, that are kind of fat. Yeah. You know, chubby, something similar to that looking, you know, but with more regularities and cragginess kind of going on with it. Nothing really clear that you could say this is what it is. Yeah. You could just sort of basically see something like that through this misty cloud covering it. So I looked at that, I was made to look at that for a few minutes to decide what it was or what it could be. And then I went to the next board 
And on this board, the shape was more defined. It was sort of coming out of the cloud and having shape defined to it. Um, and it became more visible as this kind of log-shaped structure, you know, rock or something, more than, you know, crystal. It's more like a rock. Um, and a and little bit of an elongated shape to it with a regular, you know, humps and bumps and dips and crags and stuff in it. Um, and And my awareness was that you know this was a vision of something that was basically maybe floating you know out in space you know it it wasn't in my reality right now it wasn't something that i was looking at on the ground this was something out in space and when i got to the last one i could see that there was flowing from this shape were streams of either vapor or light coming from it um, from 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 it as you know like in a tail or something yeah. and as soon as I saw that I went oh my god it's a comet a comet and I had decided when I said when I made the determination that is a comet immediately the energy that came through me it's just like this wave of of creative energy and have you ever felt that you know like in your frontal lobe when you're manifesting something and when you get that pulse in your frontal lobe i don't know you know i get that i get the pulse in my arm you know you know my truth signal, my old arm. Yeah, but there's we each have a our, a soul pulse. But anyway, I had this. My whole head just was so filled with this energy, and it just was like went whoosh. And I was sleeping, and I literally could hear this wave of energy burst out for me. I heard it. It made a sound it was that strong wow. just whew, coming out for me and as soon as I did this I knew that what I had done was I had just created that comet mm-hmm. somewhere out in the universe that little rock was floating around that hadn't been before yeah because you, you gave it purpose, you, you manifested it. I decided what it was. Yeah. It, yeah. Came, it came to me with an amorphous form, and I gave it a little bit more form, and then at the end I said, yes, this is what it is, and boom, that wave of manifestation, I mean, it was, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I wonder if anybody saw it in the world no, this would have been, you know, I got the, it was like, you know, down at the far east of the space where it wasn't going to do anything to anybody and nobody would have seen it, you know, just like, oh, it's out there somewhere, you know. Facebook picture. <laughs> so, but this was given to me as an example. It was showing me that I have this ability 
now. I have this ability to do this level of creation. I'm getting the biggest yes on that right now. And because, and this is what St. Germain was famous for. Mm. He used to, he, he basically funded his existence by creating amethysts. Wow. Cool. He created, yes, he created, man, he manifested out of nothing. Wow. Out of thin air. He manifested amethyst crystals that he sold or used to pay for things. I had no idea Saint Germain was was that was 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 that. I didn't know he was a, a master manifester. Oh yeah, he is like he's the master of the seventh ray, which is all about alchemy. Bloody hell! Why did I not know that? Because I tell you something. It's it's funny, you know, because when I ask for something, I've usually got it within a matter of days, or if I, mm-hmm. it's almost like. I'm asking for the weather, and I've got the weather. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and the, you know the key to that is not to be emotionally attached to it. Now, if if you've gotten a bad place and you can't pay the rent, it's very hard to be un you know unattached to that. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. You know, to become yeah, so. detached from that, to let go of it, and say, yeah, okay, um, you know, let's let's see where the you know I know that I know that I have the money for rent. Show me where it is. Yeah. Um, and then let go of it and allow it to come. Did you read that story I put on Facebook about the microwave? No, I haven't had a chance. I've not had a chance. I've been been busy. I've been on Facebook, but I've, I've been busy. Yeah. But your post is so long. I sit down and read it. So <laughs> to break off, I'm like, shit, I really need to read all your posts. <laughs> this one had to do... With And, you know, most people will look at the picture that I have with the microwave on it and read what I have on it. And it really is kind of like, why the hell is she saying this with a microwave picture? Yeah. You know, they're like, they won't, they won't even bother to read the post. They'll just be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. It could, you know, people don't get outside their own heads and let, let some something else to the talking they've got to pick it and be logical about it do you know what I mean yeah so the reason and I did that on purpose to sort of make people say what is going on with this but most people won't read the stuff anyway and but what what happened was that back last winter the microwave that's here in this apartment which was part of the apartment um the the five started going wonky on the number pad Mm. and eventually stopped working altogether. And then a, a couple of months, six weeks, a couple of months ago, the zero also stopped working. <laughs> so I had the five and the zero on the pad not working. No matter what I did, they weren't working. And so I was, you know, kind of going around, you know, for a minute it was 61 seconds, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. To, to, to do workarounds on. The only thing I couldn't do a workaround on was like if I wanted 50% power. That wasn't happening. Yeah. I could do 40% or 60%, but that was it. And so, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm thinking about, tell, you know, saying something to the landlords about it not working. But at the same time, one, they're so good to me. And two, they didn't buy it and leave it here. It was her aunt who used to live here that they built this place for 
who when she died, her kids just left all of this stuff here and said, here, use this as, you know, as a furnished apartment. Oh, so she was kicking off through the appliances then. So, yeah, so it's not so it's not like they bought the microwave. Yes. Then again, they might have. They might have when they built it for. I don't know. But, you know, it's saying, I'm thinking about saying something to them. Eh, maybe I ought to say something. Then I'm like, well, maybe not. But it would be really nice if I had my number pad working again. And that was it. I just went about my day doing what, you know, using it as best I could, using the tools that I had and, and went about. And last week, one day, I went to put something in the microwave. I think it was a cup of water for tea, and I wanted it to be in for three minutes. So I'm standing there trying to think about, okay, what's the best way for me to do three minutes when I get this nudge to try the zero? So I'm like, okay. So I put, press the three, and I go to press the zero, and by God, it works. <laughs> the zero worked, and then I went and pressed the five, and the five works. Yay! <laughs> and it's still working. And I have to giggle every time I put on every time I go and use the keys, you know? Because they fixed the microwave for me. Exactly. You know? They've done the same thing with my car. You know, it's like when I was running back and forth to Frederick doing almost sixty miles a day on my car, which I had been getting like nineteen miles to the gallon. And it, um, well, that would have been like, what, about 38 kilometers for the gallon. <clears throat> but anyway, it, um, I'm just like, I was buying gas and thinking, geez, at $8 an hour, it was taking me a full hour to pay for the gas yeah. every day. And so... I just said, you know, I started working with the, I would, I would have a running, that would be kind of like my meditation and spiritual connection time because I'd have a running conversation with the angels and fairies through the whole trip down yeah. every morning. And, you know, I would be asking them about, see if there's any way that you can extend the mileage on my car so that we can, we can help both me and my pocketbook and the environment. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. And next thing you know, I go and I'm and I'm getting gas. I'm thinking, gee, this tank is lasting a little longer than it used to. And I started, started tracking my mileage. And next thing you know, I'm up to 25 or 26 miles per gallon. Wow. Now, that was awesome. Now, it didn't continue because there are some other things that have gone on, but that was awesome, yeah. you know. I mean, they do stuff like that. Yeah. It just shows you, I mean, I've been asking for help financially, and I've been on nights. And I've just let it go, and I thought, well, I'm not going to spend any money, really, because I'm on nights. I can't really get out and do anything. And I've just earned £75 shy of £1,800 this month. I mean, that's one month. Mm-hmm. It takes sick as well, you know, because I went very well last week, like, you know, last last. Oh, month. yeah, you had that flu bug or whatever it was that got you. Yeah. It's awful. But, you know, I've been asking for help financially, and I've had absolutely, I've, I've had such abundance. Do you know what I mean? I've been doing well at my fairs, but it's not the money at the fairs I've been wanting, even though I've gone to so many fairs and earned jack shit, not made my store money back. I've been out of pocket. Mm-hmm. It's not about that, but every time I've gone, someone's either done something for me and you give me a little tidbit of a reading, or something auspicious has happened in place of any money being taken. Mm-hmm. And I always say, 
it's it's about the connections you make, not about the money. But I've I've just been willing and willing and willing for my connection to the angels to become better and fuller and more well-rounded. And by God, if my readings got better, it's I don't know what it is. I think it's that I've got this ultimate trust in what I'm giving out. There's no stumbling. There's no worrying if I've got it right. It's just I took it and I've run with it and and you know. I put my trust and my faith in it. Right. And I just ask that, you know, everybody's happy with what's come through and that, that everyone gets what they need, not what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to be proven right, isn't it? You know, when you ask for something and it's there and it's just given and you think, oh, my God. And, yeah, it might not last, but, wow, what evidence is that that they've given you that? And you can tell you can tell somebody about it, and they can go off and tell someone else about it, and it just builds up that faith and trust that spirit have actually got our back, you know. Mhm. I think it's incredible. Yeah, and you just need to. The thing is, you ask for it, and you have to let go, and yeah. and then and just and celebrate everything that happens. Yeah, it's just like every time, every day when I wake up in this house. And I sit down to do my meditation. I sit and I look out the window at the beautiful trees. I'm just in awe all over again of the miracle of this place. I know. It's lovely. And how it came to me. Can I just explain something to you? Do you know how you've got your Divine Interventions logo on your on your pop-up where I've just got a normal phone on your Skype? <laughs> I can see the reflection of that in my um, on the keypad strip of my laptop. And do you know the purple heart with the burst of white in the middle of it? Uh-huh. Do you know the reflection is a perfect blue, royal cobalt blue orb that's in the center of this sword that's reflected in my computer? Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking, that is my, that's Michael all over. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got a purple laptop, but it's coming out, it's coming out blue. It's quite incredible. I'm going to take a picture of it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it will come out. And you'll be able to see. But I just thought how ironic it was that it's actually blue and not purple. Mm-hmm. I think well, that. actually, that, well, which picture are you looking at? I'm looking at your hot light, your divine interventions. You know the, the wings? Right. With, with the swirliness mm-hmm. and with the sword going right through it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pin you that now. Hopefully you'll be able to see it and it will come up a bit better. Um, yeah, it's that one. Oh, okay. That one. Yeah. Just thought I'd tell you because it's... um, Mm -hmm. I just think it's ironic because it's Michael's course. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I wanted to tell you that um, as we're going through this is that if ever you become aware of something in me that is not kosher, Mm -hmm. don't hesitate to let me know. Okay. You know, I don't always know myself that some of this stuff is there or, you know, there may be things there that I haven't figured out what to do with yet. Yeah. So don't don't hesitate to let me know. Just like when we talked, you know, a couple of months ago and, you know, you let me know that you were seeing those hooks. I knew there was something there, but I wasn't sure exactly how to deal with it. At that I, can't believe, I can't believe that came through. It was as clear as a bell. It's clear that I just saw this massive grabber come and get you in the middle of the head mm-hmm. and, and, and 
tucks in. And I thought, fucking hell, it's got you by the short and curlies. It absolutely had a grip on you. Yeah, and and I'm still dealing with that in a way. Yeah, I was going to ask as your friends, because your your ex-marital <laughs> ex-marital liaison and your friend, how's that how's that working out for you? Um, which one? The the friend that I have. Um, was one of my clients that was um, had she got she got married to someone who I kind of recommended that she shouldn't. Right. Okay. Um, and when her fiance found out about it, he went ballistic about your non-recommendation. Right. Mm. Right. Um, And this person, I mean, he made her burn all of her spiritual stuff. Oh, God. And everything that had anything to do with me. Mm. And so... Uh, and, and also in part of his, his tirade, I haven't gotten this directly from her, but I have gotten it as a result of having to deal with the, the fallout. Yeah. Is, you know, there was basically, uh, in in effect, it was it was a curse, in effect. Yeah. Um, in, in which he basically was kind of like vowed uh, that this is what I get, that he vowed that if, um, she would ever have any any further contact with me or connections with me that that um, that he would leave. Oh God! And sent you know all kinds of nasty stuff to me that I you know basically was that I shouldn't be doing business blah 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 because this is the thing that closed me off. I had no I mean it, it just I can't even begin to tell you how much havoc it wreaked in my life. Um, financially, personally, physically, um, and because of the nature of it, as you saw, um, and when you saw it, I was actually to the point where I had uncovered a lot of crap and was coming out of it. Um, but it really wreaked a lot of havoc in my life. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to tell this person that we need to just part ways permanently. Um, I have been, uh, Michael has brought her to me because uh, she is kind of seeing me on the sly. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, is that she had, when she had gone away from a lot of her spiritual practices and her connections to the angels and everything else, and he was totally controlling her, um, he has an attached demonic presence. Oh, God. Yeah. And that's what has been wreaking this havoc with me. Yeah. It's an indirect, well, kind of direct, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he sent this thing after me. He didn't know that's what he was doing, but as soon as he went through this tirade, you know, then all of that got directed to me, and this is what has been uh, happening. And so, but at the same time, since she started coming back and and working with me a little bit here and there. She's being reconnected to the angels and re-cleared from his energies and everything else. Uh, 
And so, and there's a part of him that senses this. And so she was telling me in a, a, just a, a little bit ago, um, a recent session, that he has gotten really irascible. They're fighting all the time, and he's got nasty and threatening to leave and all this stuff. Of course, because he threatened his soul knows. His soul knows. Yeah, his soul knows. She is. Yeah, so so she actually, um, she had worked with me on um, a healing Humpty Dumpty course one time. Yeah. And he made her get rid of all of that stuff, too. What a bastard. So I had to, she asked me to send her the files again so that she could get back into doing the practices that were uh, part of that course because yeah. she knew that when she was doing them, things went well. Yes. Things were working really good, you know. Everything was flowing, and she was in a good place. So she's going to start doing that again. And, you know, so that's part of the reason that I haven't been able to totally separate from this. But I'll tell you, the preparation that I have to go through before every session with her Mm -hmm. and during the sessions, because, you know, this thing is, is attached to her through him. You need to clear almost three of you, don't you? Yeah. It's like the preparation that you took me through when we first hooked up today mm-hmm. was a lot more in-depth than even the last two courses because they were pretty in-depth, like you're sort of, you know, clearing and protecting. It weren't just one bam into the hot light temple, not that you've ever been rush, rush. Right, right. <clears throat> but it was even more thorough than it, than it usually is. Yeah, and thought shit, and that made me think that maybe you picked up on stuff you was clearing at the time that you were doing our prayer. Yeah, I did actually. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I figured you did. I don't know why, yeah. but I do. Um, I just felt like I was having my hair brushed in the sense of you were getting all the knots out, if you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's why I haven't been able to let that go. And and what I like I said, what I have to go through. Even deeper than what we, I have to just protect myself ten ways from Sunday. Get Michael to keep it out as best as possible because her her cord of attachment to him is allowing this thing into you know our sessions and to interfere with me. So you know it's really been rough, but my fingers are crossed that because uh, she said to me the other time, next time he says he's going to leave, she's going to tell him to go ahead because she's she's caught in a in a cross battle with him about trying to move forward on her path and and him giving her all kinds of grief and resistance about it. I mean, does he think he is fucking God? Is he that special, is he? No, he's just very controlling, and this entity that is attached to him is part of that. Yeah, that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, no, he is very, and he is, though, but he is, um, he's psychically very astute. If you told him that, he wouldn't believe it. Um, because that's, you know, he's just not schooled in that. Let's put it that way. Um, the the place where he's from does not admit to that. Yeah. And so he would not, because he's so far, he's so against it. <laughs> exactly. But it's the very thing that it's the very thing that we'd all want, really, to be to be able to do is to be psychically yeah. astute. Yeah, so his, and he is, and because of it, he's also telepathic. Oh, God. And through that telepathic and psychic link, he controls her. Do you know he's telepathic? 
No. <laughs> what a no. He knows he knows stuff, but he doesn't know how. He just figures he figures that God is, is telling him things. Well, I'm sorry, but he sounds like he's deluded. Mm. So yeah. yeah, so there there's a lot that I've had to deal with. So just in case you see those hooks again, you feel free to let me know. Um yeah. that's the time I'll probably know, but I'm still am dealing with, you know, psychic blocks and and, and stuff coming in. I'm I'm gonna let basis. I'm gonna let you know if I dream about you as well. I can't remember if I had a dream about you the other day. Um it was very it was weird. Um I can't remember if I dreamt about you but my dreams have been so they've not been wacky, they've been almost like um, yeah. prophetic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I do dream about you I will be getting in touch because I um, it's not the first time that I'd be getting in touch with somebody that I've dreamt about either as a yeah. either as a warning or through something good. I mean yeah. I've, I've dreamt about myself. I mean I mean I'm going to be on platform in September. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually going for it. I'm just going to go for it. Mediumship platform. Mm. Uh, one of my friends wants to get me get me up there and get me developed. And she says, I think you just need to go fucking deep end. I'm like, whoa, let's have it then. But I've actually, I've, years ago, I've dreamt about myself being on platform. I've dreamt about me being in America, and I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. In like, I've been in a massive warehouse, and it was pitch black. There were thousands of people there, and there were twinkly lights with spotlights on the stage, and it was it was made to look like a night sky. Mm-hmm. And I went up with... There were three mediums. There was me and two men, a white man and a black man. And we went up on stage. And, and you know how we've got the local radio station over here called Heart FM? Mm-hmm. We, were being, we were being, like, not televised, but we were being publicised on the radio and everything. And we were going up and we were doing platform mediumship. And, oh, I'm going cold. That was over in America. Uh-huh. Years before that, I dreamt about me being in a, on a stage in a school, doing mediumship, doing a demonstration. Mm-hmm. So it was transfiguration mediumship I was doing as well, but there was definitely, definitely things kicking off in and around it. But I, I've had dreams that have come to pass. The night before, I took my assessment from a, you know, my UCA. Mm-hmm. I dreamt of myself in my UCA uniform. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was driving the car back on. Um, I was driving the car back from IKEA on Sunday yesterday, and I said to Matt, "I said I don't know if I'm making this up, babe. I says, but I've got blue lights in the back mirror. I says I keep being shown police and ambulance lights in my back mirror. It, but it was a good thing, you know. It was comforting. It was like I was being shown these lights because I got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost like confirmation." Well, anything, anything that you come up with, you know, that you want to pass along, feel free. I'm, I'm open to it all. I will. Because <clears throat> I'm up, you know, because I'm not only dealing with that entity, I'm still dealing with the one for my ex-husband. Yeah, the curse of doom. Yeah. Yeah, that just, that nastiness just still periodically invades me. And each one of these things, one of the things that you will learn. Um, none of them are all-purpose demons. Mm. They each, and entities, all of them have 
um, their preferred modes of operating. Yeah. You know, and things that they feed on the most. Um, some of them, you know, feed on, um, say, sexual energies. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever find yourself having a really vivid um, sexual experience in a dream, yeah, I know. That that may not they that is probably not something coming from you. Yeah, I know. I've I've actually experienced that. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually felt it surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've been a, yeah. What else can you say? I think I've right. been raped by a spirit. Who the fuck believes that? But I know it's happened. Right. And my mum's gone through it as well. Mhm. Yeah. Maybe. And you have to be careful with that. You have to be aware because. Once you become aware of it and you still allow it to continue, you are agreeing to their presence. Exactly. You know, yeah, I've, I had that happen with this one coming from him. And, um, you know, it's like periodically and it's just like, whoa, uh-uh, no. Yeah, no way. Get out. But, you know, so I have, I have all of that kind of stuff going on. Um, you know, and it's just because I am where I am and I am, and I am here teaching you and teaching others. When they come along, doesn't mean that I'm immune. You're the most, you're the most one under attack, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, Michael, when school over? <laughs> Short of me or anyone else being your student, if you like, and vulnerable as well as non-knowledgeable about what I might encounter. You know everything that you've got coming if you, if there's nothing else he wants to present to you around the corner. But, you know, catch you off guard, then you're fucked. Well, for a period of time. Yeah. Uh, catch you off guard, and, um, and and who knows? Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, you're the one who's most vulnerable because you've got the most experience. It's almost like the laughing and, and, and trying to battle the door down and say, oh, come on then, fucking hell, what we, we're going to throw some shit at you. Go on then, throw your best back. Yeah, well, it's not all, I mean, that isn't where it comes from, really. It's just a matter of as we raise up in our vibration, I know, as we can feel like, a lot of these wounds, we, we become more sensitive to their presence. Yeah. So even though, you know, people that are running around saying, oh, I never have any entity experiences, none of them bother with me, all I do is throw love at them. It's like, okay, your vibration just has not come up high enough that you know that you're under attack. Exactly. You know? So, and, and so that's, just be aware that that's where we're heading. Okay, we have to get to this induction because we've already used up our two hours. Okay, yeah, because I, I have to get ready in a bit. Right. And you have to get ready for work. Yeah. Oh, okay, so go ahead and get yourself settled. If you need, do you need to take a bathroom break or anything quickly? I do actually, yeah. All right, well, go ahead and do that, and we'll be back at it in about five minutes. Okay, darling. All right. Thank you. 
Okay, you back? Sorry, don't be on back. It's okay. Right. Okay, so now we're going to go through into the induction. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know what it's all going to include until we get in there. I got one vision of part of it. And I just, I've been, I've been kind of like, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? And it, everything just refused to come for me. And it basically, it's, uh, I've got to the place now where um, when I do these things, I just have to move into trust. It's like I have the basic structure, yeah. but everything else that's going to fill it in is going to come while I'm connected. It will find a way. Never yeah, whatever is going to come through is going to come through, and, I, and that'll, that'll happen as organically as we go through the process. Yeah. That's just the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> I very, I have, I have, I don't think I have ever truly gotten a full um, idea of how to run the session or what it's supposed to be or how the ceremony is supposed to go. I mean, pretty much with the heart light stuff and with the divine interventions things. I mean, those are pretty well set, even though there's some different stuff that still happens in there. Yeah. But for the first time, on any of this stuff, it's always a, a, a wing it and let the angel show me. <laughs> always. Uh-huh. Okay, so sit back, get comfortable. Take a few deep breaths. Let's move back up into the heart light temple. Is that music too loud? No, it's lovely. Okay. Move up into the temple, and you're going to find yourself sitting now. On a beautiful royal blue velvet chair. Sitting just off center in the dome of the temple, under the dome of the temple. And around, and of course, you're sitting on the beautiful golden heart in the center of the heart-mudge temple. 
And in front of you is the beautiful white rose with rose-colored edging on it, on the petals, embedded in the floor. It's a beautiful, multifaceted quartz, clear quartz crystal in the center of it, which is emitting beautiful shards of rainbow-colored light as the light of Almighty God, the divine light of heaven, comes down from the top of the dome into it. Heavenly Father, beloved angels, archangels, ascended masters, you have a guardian and beloved guides and seraphim angels. We welcome you here once more for this induction ceremony for Vicki into the guardian circle. We ask once more, beloved Michael, that you clear this space of any intruding entities or elements or attachments that are not of the light and are not in support of these proceedings. Remove them from us now, beloved Michael. Send these up, beloved Michael, into the light. To be taken up into God's light out through the dome of the temple. Let all of this be lifted out from us, Michael. Please cut from us and cauterize our cords of attachment, Michael. And beloved Stamara, please release all sources of resistance. Michael, please clear and remove all psychic cords and connections from us as well and all mental attachments, if there be any. And once more, 
seal this temple off, beloved Michael, from all intrusion and interference that is not of the light or in service to it. Thank you, Michael. Now, Vicki, you will see, stepping forward to surround you and surround the heart at the center of the temple are the archangels with Michael's center among them. All of them resplendent in their beautiful rainbow-colored hues of garb and light. surrounding you and enfolding you in their energy, in their light, in their love. Michael, I sense that there is a resistant entity here. Please remove it from this sacred space now. And give it into the light of the Father. So be it in the name of God, so it is, Michael. Thank you. Behind the circle of archangels that surrounds you, you now see Surrounding them, hundreds and hundreds of guardian angels. These guardian angels are in charge of the people that you will be here to help, to assist in some way through your work as a divine guardian or guardian of the light. They are all connected to you now. You will have the ability to communicate with them, connect with them and ask for their help if needed. Behind them are the rest of the angels and archangels and seraphim angels. Mm-hmm. 
and beings of light who are here to help you in your work always to offer the support needed at any given time. All you need to do is ask. They are assigned to help you and be with you and support you. There are particular ones of these angels that you will be working more closely with and you will learn of them as you move forward through this course and on this path. Right now they are all brought in to know what work you are being assigned. You have been guided to do and are agreeing to do. Do you, Vicki, now agree to take on the work? Yeah. And so it is. Feel now as the archangels come, they draw close to you now. And as one, they place their hands upon your head. Transmitting their light. Illuminating their energies and their light within you. Bringing to you access to knowledge that will help you know the qualities of each one of them, what they can be called on for, how they can best help you. You will either know this innately, have access to this through the Akashic Records, or be guided to this knowledge in some way. This is not just knowing how the archangels can help you, but all of the angels assigned to them can work under their auspices. Now the archangels draw away from you. They step back the perimeter of the golden heart. Now Michael himself resplendent in his beautiful raw blue. Mm. He's actually put on his armor for us for this occasion. Mm -hmm. Beautiful silver armor, shining 
and a most beautiful royal blue velvet shape. Rich and deep in its color. Wearing his sword. You notice that there now appears in Michael's hands another sword. See it now. See its blazing light. And it's hilt. This is your sword. Put your hands out now to accept it from Michael. Let him lay it in your hands, in your hands. This is your sword of truth by which you are connected to Michael and his mission and by which you are aided in your work. Hold the sword up now vertically in front of you. Untouched blade to your forehead. And say the words now, I accept this sword in all of the powers, duties, and responsibilities, duties, and responsibilities that it represents with deep love and gratitude. And so it is. Now, you may put the sword down in your lap and sit while Michael brings to you a message that he has specifically for you about your journey that you were embarking upon.
Now Michael steps back and flourishes a deep bow of gratitude to you, as do the other archangels and all the other angels filling the temple now. They're agreeing to aid them in the work that we are here to do. Feel the love and the light coming from them. And know that you are never without their presence from now on. Thank you, beloved ones, for your presence here in the Heartlight Temple. Thank you for bestowing these gifts upon Vicki and upon the other students who will come. I ask now Beloved Archangel Gabriel, I ask now that you put in place for Vicki a pure and clear divine connection. so that she may receive always the divine guidance and wisdom that is necessary for her to do her work purely and clearly. Beloved Gabriel, place protections upon this connection. And so it is. Thank you, Gabriel. Now the angels begin to withdraw and the masters as they file out of the temple.
last to step back are the archangels. You find yourself now enveloped by the divine light coming down from the dome of the temple. Bathing in it, being cleansed in it. And now you stand up. As you see the beautiful royal blue velvet chair bathed from the temple. And we are done. And we thank all the Father and all the angels and archangels and ascended masters for these blessings that they have just received. And for the ongoing support that you will receive in our path. And the ongoing protection that you will receive and be afforded. in her work and so it is So how was that? Oh, pretty uh, emotional. Emotional. <laughs> I could hear you crying. <laughs> uh, I tried to keep my voice down, but I couldn't help it. It felt like when you first hooked up, and you said you could feel you, know, you knew there was a resistance to soaring, it was a black hooded figure stood in line with all the rest of them. And mm-hmm. I thought, Ronnie oh, he doesn't belong there. Yep. And it come, it's almost as if you're looking at me with head tilted going, you know, you want me to stay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then no one might be that because I bloody saw him. Um, and then, because uh, I, was, I was crying, but I felt like something wasn't allowing me to let my crying out. Mm-hmm. And you brought tomorrow in, it's forgiveness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, yeah, that's about right, actually. There's a lot of things that... I probably I'm scared to sort of say goodbye to for fear of being deserted, which is a load of crap, I know that. But you know, um 
I could see Michael the whole way through, more or less. I could feel the weight of the sword. Then I saw everybody bow in appreciation when he said they were all giving thanks. And suddenly my eyes were filled with deep cerise pink. Mm. A massive rush and a wave of, like, love. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, there's still something dark hanging around, and it's hanging around me right now. I've got to... I know, because when they were all stood there giving thanks um, and I saying I accept I said I accept and I meant it but split second before I said I don't accept in my head but that's a lie because I do do, and I do accept it but then again I saw somebody stood there again almost like um, they were looking overlooking the proceedings Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah which annoys me you know yeah yeah i'm gonna have to investigate this after we get done and find out what's going on and why this was allowed in here it is a added it's a hooded figure Mm -hmm. it's a hooded man and he's no older than 45 50. i I just feel in human age if i had to age him that's how old he would be to me and he has a snarl on his face um just almost laughing at it. Yeah, dark spirit. Bastard. Yeah. Yeah, almost taking the piss. Beloved Archangel Michael and your band of mercy angels, please cut out from me and from this temple this dark spirit that has invaded the proceeding. Remove it from me and from anyone else that is attached to or intruding upon. Take it into the light, Michael. And please remove all programs and attachments and means of access were used to gain entrance. So be it in the name of God, so it is. Thank you, Michael. Okay, so did you get your message from Michael? I can barely remember it, but he said, I believe he said to me, um, what did he say it? He said something along the lines of, you're ready for this. He says, what did he say? He sort of said to me, this isn't too big for you, because I'm worrying about whether I can live up to it, what the hell I'm going to do, what do I even do? I have no knowledge of what I'm meant to be doing. (laughs) And he sort of said to me, "Um, you're ready for this. It's it's definitely what he did say. because what did he say to me? Oh, God, I don't know if it's going to come back. But he sort of said then, there's no, oh, what did he say? Oh, he sort of said, there's no task too big for you. Almost like, um, I don't mean that in an egotistical way either, but almost 
this is not this is not gonna again I can't remember what he said, but the feeling I have with it was that this is not gonna be too big for you in terms of you're gonna achieve what you set out to do. You're not going to you're not going to struggle with the enormity of what we're asking of you. If I can put the vibe over rather than the words, because I really can't remember what he said. Yeah, and basically, you know, is worrying about whether you can do this, how do you know you don't know? Well, that's what you're taking the course, because you don't know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. He did say to me, this isn't too big for you. you right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This isn't too big for you. you, you you're ready. Mm-hmm. He said, you know. And it's, it's almost like, not only can I see the colour, I don't know if you can understand this, but it's like, Everything you said was in the colour as well. Mm-hmm. You know the blue. It's like it's like not only what I'm seeing is blue. It's like when I'm speaking, it's like I'm. It's like the words coming out of my mouth are blue. <laughs> I don't know even what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. What did you experience? I got a big hit when I asked you to touch the sword to your forehead. What did you experience? It was heavy. The sword was so heavy. I, my arms were wobbling because of the weight. Um, and I imagined it to feel cold to the touch on my head. Um, and it just, it was, I was fucking crying my eyes out. Um, <laughs> it, it almost felt like, it's going to sound really gay, but it was like, it was almost like I was receiving a knighthood, but it was, it's like a really, so responsible um i just felt completely um i just felt completely like the grown-up do you know what i mean uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, i don't know how to say it it was almost like um like coming of age type feeling like like this has been bestowed upon you it was to me it felt like i was getting a knighthood and it was ridiculous to say that no, but it was it, in a way. I mean, you're being you know, the guardianship is a serious thing, and and for you to say you felt like an adult, it, you know, it, it wasn't really that far off. It's not that silly to say because you have reached that point in your spiritual growth. It's kind of like the difference between being 29 and 30. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah, you know, when you turn 30, you you feel like you've grown up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my thirtieth, my thirtieth was like that. It's like right, better buckle up now. Time to get cracking. Yeah, yeah. When you turn forty, you get to the point where you feel like, well, now I don't have to take any shit from anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, do you know in the handle of my sword, I saw blue. Um, I saw. I want to say rubies because can, can you have blue rubies? think there are it was like and i got the word ruby there were three blue rubies on the handle of my sword and it was blazing white and you know when you said that they were all placing their hands on my head as one do you know a split second before you come out with that i envisaged them placing a golden crown on my head Mm. i had that in my head and they put it on my head and then just as they put it on my head you come out with and they're all placing their hands on your head as one. Mm. I mean, that like? It was like, wow. It it was just a gold crown coming towards my head, and they just took it and put it on my head. 
It was like putting beer on the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Angel on the top of the tree. Well, that's, you know, and, and what the thing to, to, to take from this, and, and as you do your work, um, you know, the presence of that dark spirit in the temple, um, you have to, you know, and, and hopefully there was no fear attached no, to that. Actually, none at all. I thought, I just thought, fuck you, you're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. you. Yes, good for you. That's exactly the kind of the backbone (laughs) kind of thing you've got to have with you. Is what the heck are you doing here? You know, instead of being afraid. But one of one of the things that you need to needed to learn from that is that regardless, it wasn't allowed to interfere. Yes, it didn't. It was beautiful, and I just said in my head, "Well, your cloaks turn into white because I'm not having black in the lineup." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> before... I could feel it, and I'm kind of like, "Get the fuck out!" And <laughs> <laughs> and before before he just turned up as one spirit, there was a line of black that just kind of. Um, bounced into the one person it was almost as though it spread its muck and it shit in a semicircle mm-hmm. and it collected all up into one hopefully wanting to splinter off into different parts to get my attention but i saw him sneering and i thought oh, fuck off and i looked the other way mm-hmm. you know yeah. and I thought, carry on mate this is my bag not yours good for you okay so quickly because we're way over time because we've spent too much time chatting Uh, All right, so you've taken the first step on the journey, and for the next week, and as part, you have to develop it, make sure you're doing your regular clearings and shieldings. I know, I really need to up my ante with this. Do it, yeah. You know, I would do it, um, if you don't do it immediately when you get up, which is when you wake up, which is really kind of the best time. Yeah. um, I would at least, at the very least, do it before I went to work. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. And after you get home. Yeah. Uh, see, I got... Uh, that's another symptom of entity interference. That. The sneeze is coming out of nowhere. I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to say something or you've got a thought going through your head, all of a sudden there'll be a sneeze and that whole the whole idea is to sort of interrupt it. Yes. Yeah, interrupt the flow. But make sure you're doing your clearing, your shielding, and your cord cutting. Um, So that because we talked earlier about the higher sensitivity that you're going to be moving into, um, that you're going to be more sensitive to this stuff anyway. Um, So don't allow yourself to be overcome by it. Yeah. So just know that whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. I have no idea how Michael's going to orchestrate this throughout the week um, for you. (laughs) And, you know, what's going to happen? I know it's not going to be anything that you're not going to be able to handle, that it's going to be really drastic. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't worry about being possessed or anything during the week as part of your experience. Well, this has gone through my head. Yeah. don't, Don't worry about that. Yeah. So, um, just you know, again, start questioning anything that feels off. Yeah. 
you know, make sure you're questioning before you just respond yes. or react. And so one of the, you know, the, uh, you do, you do, you feel things and you also have the visual thing. Um, so you can see them. But when you start feeling, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, anytime there are um, nastinesses uh, around, the, the really heavy nastinesses, I get, I get nauseous. Yeah, I get nauseous after the blues. Yeah. It's, you that, it's you that taught me when we first did the first course that that's what the sickness was and I often go to work and I want to vomit everywhere. And I have took so many pregnancy tests it's untrue because I thought it's morning sickness. It's been that acute. Mm-hmm. It's felt um, it's felt like it's put me off wanting to make love. It's put me off wanting to have a laugh and a joke. It's put me off my food. It's put me off a multitude of things. Um, and that sickness has run for weeks in some instances. Yeah. Well, if you keep you know if you keep being exposed to it, or you've got something attached to you or around you. You know, make sure not just clearing yourself, but give the house a good clearing when you get a chance. Yeah, what with sage and stuff. <clears throat> sage, I'll tell you, there's a secret um, about sage. Sage doesn't do shit. Doesn't it? No, not by itself. It is not the sage that does it. It is your intention in using the sage that does it. Yeah, yeah. So if it makes you feel better to have the sage and smudge with the sage, that's fine. Yeah, but it's more important your intention of clearing the place and you know and and commanding stuff out of the house while you're smudging with the sage, um, that that actually does work. I tell you, I did my smudging um, a couple of months ago because uh, I had a nasty presence in the flat who I'd seen who touched me on the arse and sh- and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I was told that had been putting these negative thoughts into my head. He'd been feeding off it and he'd been putting it into my head. And I did the smudging and I was I was quite authoritative actually. And I felt fantastic when I'd done it. I felt like I'd actually pointed shit in the direction of the door and um, kicked it out. Mm-hmm. It felt wonderful and it felt right. light and airy and I need to do it. I need to do it again quite soon. Yeah, yeah, do that do that. All right, my dear, I have got to go. All right, darling. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been lovely. Yeah, you're quite welcome. And next week when you sign in, um, the the Skype call-in should work. Okay. What well, do I need to get any additional... Um, so I've got a new laptop. Do I need to get any additional server-type thing? No. Uh-uh. Sharing? Nope, okay. nope, nope. You should just be able to go into Skype and follow the directions using the talk show thing. Um and be able to sign in that way yourself. That way you're not having to do spend any money on an international call or anything. I hope I can do that. I might just test it. It might get a missed call. I might test it to see if I can actually do it because I'm, I'm not very good at stuff like that. But I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's very easy. You just go to where, you know, you just hit the, the go into the, the number, the dial pad thing on the, on the left-hand side of your Skype. Okay where it says call phones. Yeah. And you just go into that, and that's where you're going to put that talk show that I, whatever it is, uh, conference one or whatever on that um, I gave you in the email. 
Right, okay, yeah. And you're just going to type that in and then hit the call button, and it'll come in, and then it will then it will, it will will hook up. Uh, it will make the call. It will connect, and then it will ask you for the um, the conference ID. Which is TalkShoe Connect 1, is that right? Well, TalkShoe Connect 1 is what you have to enter into oh, the ID. Uh, instead of a phone number. Yeah, the ID is 138188. Yeah. Right, right. That's your that's your call or your conference ID, and it'll ask you to enter that. Okay. And if you don't see the number pad at the bottom of your screen when you're calling in, um, this one took me a while to figure out too. There's a plus sign that appears down there, and if you hit the plus sign, it has other options for things that you can have on your screen, and the number pad is one of them. I've seen that. Yeah, I'm going to hit the plus sign now. Yeah, add participants, participant the dial pad, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can do that and, and get your dial pad and then you can put your number in, the conference ID in there with the pound sign. And okay. then it will um it will take you to it may just tell you um that there are no active calls at that time. Mm-hmm. Or there isn't a scheduled call at that time. Um the message that I was getting was that, you know, well, it may tell you, I don't know, go ahead and try it and see what happens. Um, it may not happen, uh, but then again, it may. But at least the good thing about this is that if you um, if you want to, you can, um, you know, participate in the chat room if there's like a file or something you wanted to share with me or one that I wanted to share with you. I could give you or give you a, a, a a web page or something like that yeah. to go to. Um, so, you know, that's opened up to, to do. So okay. other than that, um, I think we're good to go. All right, and Chris, lovely. I should try that next week. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, have, your, uh, have a good first night at work. <laughs> Thank you very much. All, all right. right. Love you lots. All right, love you too. Bye. Bye.